0: Hello and welcome to the Silver King's War. I'm Michael Seavers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B 26 bombardier. Today we are in the third arc epilogue of the King's letters as he trains to fly the B 26 and travel to Europe for. His assignment, this arc of the Silver King's work begins at Columbia Army Air Base in Columbia, South Carolina, in early February 1944. And from Columbia, he will move on to the Barksdale Army Airfield in Shreveport, Louisiana, for advanced training on the Martin Marauder. And all this before he will embark out of New York Harbor on the Queen Mary to reach his European theater of operation at A72 in northern France. As you know, The Silver King's War is a podcast series that's based on my father, Stanley Silverfield, and his writing throughout the war entitled Dearest Ones. About his service in the Army Air Corps from January of 1943 to October of 1945. Dearest Ones includes hundreds of letters written over almost three war years from Air Corps installations in North America and Europe. And his story began on a train from Birmingham, Alabama to Nashville, Tennessee. He was 19. The first arc of Stanley's war began and concluded at the Air Corps' classification headquarters in Thompson Lake, Tennessee. Over five months, he rose and fell while hoping to reach his personal goal to be an Air Corps pilot. Considering the context for the King and his war, he was riding high to be a pilot, but crashed hard against a 75% washout rate through what he described as the washing machine of pilot school. But he rose again. The second arc of Stanley's war began at Santa Ana Army Air Base in California and ended in Carlsbad, New Mexico, at his bomber school graduation on January 15, 1944. He was 19. I was 19 in 1967 and a sophomore at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, The campus roiled with Vietnam War fury, and over 24 years, the world was spinning out of control. We never talked about his war or mine. Each of our years was formative, the King going to his war in the Air Corps, and I was on the front page of the Chicago Tribune in my 19th year. Is this you? was a missive in the mail from my folks in Rockford. Yes, it was me. Separately, of course, we took shape in a formative way in our 19th years. Dad didn't earn his pilot wings, but he became a decorated bombardier riding in the greenhouse of a B-26, a Martin Marauder. Stanley turned 20 just before he washed out of pilot school. But before he reached 21... He was a bombardier navigator with gold bars in the Army of the United States. The story of his rise is remarkable. Stanley's third ARC story began after bomber school when the king rode east with his buddies J.J. Sherry and Herb Stempler. Their destination was Columbia Army Air Base in South Carolina. They had three weeks to arrive for the next training learning to ride a heavy bomber, the B-17. And then, after four months and preparation for their port of embarkation in New York Harbor, perhaps to ride in the D-Day invasion, their commanding officer told them to pack for Barksdale Field in Shreveport, Louisiana, and advance training on the B-26. The King arrived at Barksdale Army Air Base in Shreveport, Louisiana, during the humid late June summer. The work to learn to ride in the greenhouse of a Martin Marauder was intense and his final preparation before his assignment to the European Theater of Operations. As are my travels with the King throughout his war, it's quite a ride that continues with his work from A72 north of Paris beginning in October of 1944. The Silver King rode with the United States Army's Ninth Air Force, which operated Martin Marauder bomber squadrons with special designations as pathfinders. These planes flew in secret operations used for night and bad weather missions, and they marked targets for heavy bombers using the Oboe system supplied by the Royal Air Force. The oboe system operated through electronic signal beams from separate towers in Dover and Cromer, England, and the beams created a circular path 35 yards wide that intersected over the target. As the marauders maintained course, the beams delivered an audible hum. On the target approach, four lights illuminated the pilot and bombardier panels. Light one was the initial point reach. Two lights when the bomb bay doors open, three lights one minute from target, and four to release the bombs. Pathfinder squadrons were based at A-72 at Perone with the King's 397th unit. The planes and missions provided the 9th Air Force with a 50% ability to bomb targets in winter weather during 1944 and 1945. These special missions were important to the success of the Air Corps. I thank you for listening to The Silver King's War and following our hero's writings throughout his years of dearest ones. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.